this may not be what the creators intended, but like it can't be an accident that this is in there. Look, I remember it fondly because it had dinosaurs, <laughs> but I remember it unfondly for every other reason. The Black Donnelly's is pure gold, and you guys are wrong. Joey Ice Cream uh, for president. I'm just saying that selfie belongs in the Criterion Collection. Is it working? Uh, <laughs> no. Never, never has anything worked for me in my life, Ronnie. <laughs> Welcome to Ending Pending. I'm your host, Andy. I contain an unknowable number of bones, and I'm Evan. Uh, hands of blue, two by two, and I'm Ronnie. <laughs> if you couldn't tell by those introductions... They couldn't tell anything from those introductions. <laughs> Ending Pending is a podcast where we talk about the show Firefly. That's all we do ever. It's all we've ever done, one might say. Yeah. Oh, wait, I don't get to do one? You're about, you're about, about to introduce, introduce you, Kim. Okay. okay. Jeez, jump in the gun. The fast on the draw, quickest gun in the West guest that we've ever had, Kim, is here. Hello, Kim. Say hi. Hi. Hello. House, housemate Kim. I'm not hi, Housemate Kim, Kim anymore. You're still Housemate Kim. That's your alias. In the, yeah. house, of, the house of pending, I think you are still... A mate of ours. Sure. You live in the attic of this podcast. <laughs> sure. Metaphorical housemate. Kim's been on the pod before, and Kim is the former housemate of Evan and I. Yeah. And Kim's great. We've colonized Kim's room, uh, or the location formerly known as Kim's room. But Kim is still our housemate in our hearts. I have to, and I I feel like I've uh, heard, even on episodes that Kim was not present on, I've heard Kim's uh, presence be mentioned on this podcast a lot of times, uh, mm-hmm. because as, as a housemate, uh, Kim has watched many ending pending shows with Andy and Evan. It's true. In and fact, I think... Yeah, unwillingly. <laughs> yeah, my presence is probably even more noticed, because I like to point things out. When we're mm-hmm. watching these shows, in the hopes that it'll come up, that you guys will, mm-hmm. my opinions will like, you know, marinate get out there into the, the world. Yeah, yeah, just filter you... through into the the recording. Right. Also, you that's can... just how I watch stuff. I just like to critique as mm-hmm. I watch. So... You just like to incept podcasts via your yeah. uh, viewing habits. I asked Kim to guest because I know Kim likes Firefly. And so I I uh, really had to twist Kim's arm to watch Firefly again and come on ending pending. I don't just like Firefly. I think I love Firefly is what I realized yesterday when I was binging all the episodes up until this one <laughs> for these this one, uh, these two episodes, I should say. Uh, this is high praise because, like me, Kim hates a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. But but the thing is, I've got a real soft spot for science fiction. I'm a huge science fiction fan, and my second favorite genre is probably westerns. So, and I love like a like a team, like a found family, like any anything that's like, oh, we're a team. I'm like, yes, this is this is what I want in life. That's because uh, you're queer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. So, mm-hmm. uh, 
like those three things combined, like I was, I, it was rigged from the start, you know, I was never not going to like it at least a little. So I asked Kim to come on for two bangers because uh, I wanted uh, I wanted a top-notch guest for these ones. We watched Ariel and War Stories. But before we get into that, Evan has a bit for us. Oh, do I? Do I have a bit? Um, hmm. If you could name a planet after your favorite Disney princess, what would it be? <laughs> If you had to be a housemate with someone on Serenity, who would it be? Ooh. Oh, that's actually a good one. Can I steal that one? Yeah, it's I yours. think they were I'm both gonna... good. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, Rapunzel. you do have yeah. <laughs> Um, if I had to be a housemate with somebody on Serenity, it would probably be. Kaylee, Kaylee's mm. just fun. Kaylee is multifaceted. I feel like whatever I needed from a housemate or whatever my my like emotional and personal needs were that a housemate would fulfill, uh, Kaylee, Kaylee is is a giver and and uh, maybe doesn't get enough uh, dished back out to her. And uh, I would like to to create a more symbiotic relationship for Kaylee. Good answer. And we would live. We'd probably live on a on a spaceship. Like that would that would probably be uh, the game plan there. She would be happiest and the most useful in that situation. She would be like the most material yes. benefit to you on a right. spaceship. But also, it would be like the happiest place that she could possibly live. Right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Mutually <laughs> it's, beneficial. It's it's a real Swiss Army knife of uh, of 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 uh, of, of people. Mm-hmm. Disney World meets uh, more uh, functional Disney World. Kim, who who would you room with? My my gut reaction was also Kaylee because uh, like she would just be able to fix like anything that broke ever. And I like I love talented people, but the more I thought about it, the more I was like, no, she's like way too happy all the time, and that would just really get to me. Like, I, that's just not where I'm at 90% of the time. So I think I'm going to say I'd probably pick Wash because, like, Mm. he's funny, but I think he seems way more easygoing, you know? Like, I feel like you could just exist with him and then something would happen and he'd make a funny comment about it sarcastically and then you both Mm. would just go on with your day. He'd be up for a hijink if you wanted to do a hijink. Yeah, like, yeah, that too. He he seems very housebroken, which is a good thing for a housemate. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to say Inara. I think she would, uh, first of all, mind her business. Uh, you know, <laughs> she, she's got her life. I've got mine. Um, but she would also, like, class up the joint. She, she would be, uh, you know... She would always smell nice. I imagine a lot of nice smells like coming from her living space. Don't you think she'd be kind of like a high maintenance roommate, though, who would like low key judge you for like not picking up your laundry off the floor? I I don't know. Have you seen the people she currently lives with? I feel like if she, if like, she'd like judge you, but deep down, she'd really 
have be affectionate towards you. Yeah, I, well, I feel like uh, like part of her whole deal is that even if she was feeling judgy about me, she's so composed that I would never know. Like she she'd be so good at keeping that shit to herself that like I would never feel judged. Hi, Freya. Do not step on my computer, cat. Do not step on my computer. Kim, Freya misses you. Freya. Yes, best cat. Step on the computer. Take over the podcast. I love that forceful pet action, Andy. That is very, I'm going to show you affection, but it is for a purpose. Um, My pick would be Simon. Although I would have a strict, your sister is not allowed to visit rule. But he's hot and he's played by a great big queer and um i mean we were strictly talking about the the characters not the actors yeah but but i think simon does have a low-key queer energy to him despite being forced into a a a romance subplot but um yeah i think he's hot so simon i like that we all had completely different answers Mm mm-hmm I think it's, Zoe would be a good roommate too. So, like, if Wash and Zoe were just like your neighbors, I think they'd be excellent neighbors. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's, a, it's almost like I went last so that I could cycle through different <laughs> answers after you guys selected them. Um, yeah. I had I had mine picked out. Who was your actual first answer? Simon. You'll never you'll never know. <laughs> All right. I, I went with my first reaction. I did not change it based on you guys' answers. I was just pleasantly surprised that your answers were different from my answer. You guys ready for a recap? Yeah, let's recap this. We watched two episodes of Firefly and tell us all what happened. Tell tell me tell me everything that happened, Andy. In excruciating detail. It's gonna take roughly two hours. Let's go. All right. Um Inara has to go to a core planet to get some med work done for her yearly uh, companion health exam. And the rest of the crew is like complaining because they want to go off the ship and visit the core planet uh, and like do shopping and relax. And uh, Zoe and Mal are like, absolutely fucking not. We hate the core. Everyone has to stay on the ship. No one can leave. And grump, 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 grump. And then Simon was like, hey, I have a heist idea. I'm going to pay you guys in the knowledge of how to rob a hospital so that you can get me in there and I can run some tests on River and see what's up with her brain. And everyone's like, oh, Simon, you don't know anything about crime. This is dumb and bad. And Simon's like, here's the whole plan. And uh, the medicine I'm going to tell you to steal is real valuable on the black market. So they're like, okay, let's do this. So it's a heist episode. Shepard Book is visiting an abbey we're gonna rob a hospital let's go let's do this so wash and kaylee uh go to a junkyard and they find a fucked up ambulance and they fix it up and redesign it to look nice simon drills zoe jane and mal on like hospital lingo and they steal some uniforms and they get key badges and it's a whole heist 
And uh, Jane has been like grumpy with River because she's been doing crazy River shit. But he's like, oh, this is a good plan and I'm going to follow the, the rules of the heist. And everyone's like doing their thing. It's going off great. Do, 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 do. Wash gets everyone in with the ambulance and River and Simon are in coffins and they go and they get woken up in the morgue and Mal and Zoe are like stealing all the medicine and Jane is like, hey, like do the tests on your sister's brain, but also I'm going to sneak over and call the cops because I'm going to collect the reward on you guys. Shh, don't tell anyone that I'm betraying you. And he betrays them and they get uh, arrested and the cops are like, hey, Jane, fuck you. Uh, you're not going to get no reward on this. We're taking you in too. And uh, when they're being held, uh, some creepy guys with blue hands show up and they start killing all the cops. And Jane and Simon and River go to escape and they get rescued by Mal and Zoe. And everyone goes back to the ship and... Uh, Mal has a confrontation with Jane because he figured out that Jane betrayed him. And it's real good. It's a good episode. Uh, the next episode is called War Stories. And Wash is upset that he doesn't have cool war stories with Zoe and with Mal. He feels like there is an aspect of his relationship with Zoe that he cannot fully comprehend because she has this weird veteran bond with Mal. So he insists that he go on a job with Mal. So that way he can have war stories too. And Mr. Nishka is back. And he's like, oh, I'm evil and Polish. And um, I'm going to torture the shit out of you guys now. So everyone else has to do a rescue. And while the rescue is happening, Inara is fucking a lesbian. And that's the episode. I didn't That's... realize Nishka was supposed to be Polish. I didn't realize that was the accent he was doing. Of course he's Polish. Okay, I didn't... Uh, I, didn't, I, didn't I mean, know, they sorry. never actually, like, say that he's Polish at any point in the Eastern European show. of some kind, Yeah, he's sure. doing, a, I, like, a, a strong, like, Eastern European accent, so you I, can... I got know. that vibe. I was like, yeah, yeah, he's, like, he's a gangster from, like... Mr. Uh, Nishka. Uh, so, some kind be. of I, former Soviet uh, uh, state... <laughs> I actually looked up the actor because I was curious, but he's like American. He was born in New York. Uh, so I was like, oh, that doesn't help at all. Uh, but he yeah, does no a great one, job. No, one, so. no one from New York has ever been Polish. So, I mean, that that just. Well, he was that born out. there is what I'm saying. So gotcha. he's just he's putting gotcha. on an eccentric accent. He doesn't like have one. I presume that he's like leaning into. He's just like going for it. And I think he does great. So. Yeah, he is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of great, these two episodes of Firefly. Uh, hey, Evan, did they work for you? Yeah, they did. These ones were pretty good. Good, cool. Hey, Kim, these two episodes of Firefly, did they work for you? Yes, one of these episodes works the most for me out of any of the episodes, which is mm. why I wanted to do these two episodes. Very cool, very cool. Hey, Andy. Hi, Ronnie. These two episodes of Firefly, did they work for you? Fuck yeah, they did. 
Hey, Ronnie. Hey, Ronnie. Kim, you have to say, hey, Ronnie. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, yeah, hey, yeah, hey, yeah. Did? Kim, you got to play the sentence spelling game. You were going to go next. I was waiting for you. (laughs) Okay, 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 okay. Did these two farts (laughs) in the vacuum of space You gotta say something, Andy. You, you can't just screwed yourself. See, yeah. this is what yeah, happens. This... I didn't want Kim to say space. Um, too bad. That's not how the game works. You had four. You? Was, I mean, Kim. honestly, Andy, that was one of the best. Kim, was... you you did the game good. I feel like Andy's always the one who wants to play the game and is always I... the one who like. I do, feel like time a, make I do feel like a third person, now that we've had three people do it for the first time, a third person is essential in making this game actually work. You can't lose a game as long as you have fun, and I have fun every time, babe. So. Me too. Okay. Me too. Best bit on the show. Best bit. Um, Did these, these farts These two you, farts in the vacuum of space, um, they did work for me. They certainly didn't not work for me. I think that I was still disappointed by these episodes, though, based on how high I have been for like the past several. Hmm, uh, I did not. I did not like these ones nearly as much. Wow! wow. These yeah. are oh. these two and the next two are like my four like favorites. So mm. I'm I'm surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about what worked for us. Yeah. Uh, Kim, what worked for you? Oh, okay. I'll go first. No pressure. Um, well, it's it, like you said, it's like well, the first one, Ariel, which is the one that is my favorite, um, really works for me because one, it's it's kind of like Train Job, but more so it's a heist episode. It's a heist movie. And mm-hmm. everyone has a job everyone has like their role to play they have the whole planning stage before they go into the place and then they execute it and something always goes awry and then they need to improvise think fast on their feet and then it all works out in the end kind of sort of but it's also like a really character driven narrative that's driven mostly by character conflict and the second one is too actually which is why i do like the second one um but yeah that's what I like. It's a strong, strong, unique setting for their heist. Also, I feel like. Oh yeah, like uh, super clever idea. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, they're not robbing like robbing a, a hospital bank. to sell the medicine on the frontier. Brilliant. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's also got like a lot of humor and horror elements going on as well, which is a tough balance to be like, this is a fun heist, and we're gonna have some laughs. And also, we're going to freak you the fuck out and be yeah. really scary. I I also think it's like a good setup, too, because like the, I feel like what you guys have talked about before on previous episodes, they really struggle with trying to have the crew maintain some sense of like moral high ground while also doing crimes for a living. 
And I think this is a very good example of like how to write that in a way that is good because like it's a job that there is right up their alley and like no one's like, oh shit, halfway through the job, we can't do this. You know, like we're hurting people. It's like, no, hey. they're, they're robbing from rich, you know, big institutions that are not going to like blink an eye at it. And they're giving to people who are like being deprived of it. So. Yeah, they they bothered to put in that line about how like it's a you know major hospital in a in a hub world. It'll be restocked in a matter of hours. You know, like they 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 bothered to you know include that. I I'm I'm not bothered by this. Is what I'm saying. Like it is a you know a pretty straightforwardly good thing for them to do, even though it is a heist. I think it's a good narrative way to set up that like the alliance is actually bad guys because like up until. We rarely get to see them actually doing bad things, except for, like, those two agents who are, like, you know, the the real baddies or whatever. But, like, you know, if they're... This is just... I don't know. It's a good example of how to make them bad without making them, like, cackly evil, you know? Mm -hmm. I actually, that didn't occur to me in the moment. I wish they had, like, leaned into that more. I wish the comment had just been, like, a, a little bit more explicitly, like, oh, the, the, whatever, what's the government called? The Alliance? The Alliance, yeah. the Alliance has, like, all these resources that they don't bother to actually distribute to people who need them. Like, it's not a big deal for them. Like, the line sufficiently explained how it would not cause anyone's death in the hospital, but I, I do feel like uh, you know, they could have leaned a little more into like, this is an institutional evil inherent to the Alliance that they're, you know, sort of hoarding all of this stuff at the core worlds and they have more than they need or can use. And they're not like bothering to send it out to the frontier. I love the Mel and Jane confrontation. I think it's so good. Yeah. I love when Mel cold clocks in with the wrench. Uh, I love the conversation through the door over the walkie-talkie. I love that Mal is going to kill Jane. Like, Mal has made up his mind and is leaving. And then Jane has that line of, what are you going to tell people when they realize I'm not here? And Mal is still set on, like, I don't fucking care. Like, you're fucking dead. And Jane is like, please lie. And Mal realizes that, like, oh he truly realizes that he's fucked up and he feels remorse for it. I guess I'll let him live. Uh, the, the whole scene is phenomenal. Uh, my favorite scene is when uh, Simon is drilling uh, uh, Mal and Jane and Zoe on like the medical lingo they need to mm, use to answer the questions that they will be posed with when they enter the hospital that's the it's heist like, prep it's, montage it's good yeah it's and it like of course like all the stuff he's saying is like gibberish nonsense but like he's like he really sells it like he sounds like yeah. he's a guy who knows exactly what he's talking about and is like sort of frustrated but is like determined to like get these yahoos to sound like they know what they're talking about um it's it's very good it's a very good scene it just and like the it, ahead, it's Ryan. a very good like power dynamic shift too, like mm -hmm. putting putting Simon in charge and like people are like listening to him. It shows like 
what the you know the last time on uh, firefly really like emphasized the like simon is a part of the crew simon mm-hmm. is like a, a part of this crew and jane is you know kind of bumping up against that but at the end of the day when it comes to simon's heist everyone's going to treat simon like the lead on this project that they are and like it 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 gave that character who is like oftentimes very sheepish and a little like meek time to be like very uh bold and upfront and i think the actor really like shined in that moment mm-hmm. i totally and agree I, I love that when they get to the hospital the the fucking nurse just does not care <laughs> and i think it's so on brand for a doctor to be like someone asks you these questions like you got to have the answer and like of course the nurse who like sees everything is just like i don't fucking care like mm-hmm. i yeah, got I'll work, buzz you in i, I got mm-hmm. actual work to do like take the bodies to the morgue uh it's very funny yeah i think it's just as good like a simon episode as, as a, a jane episode because like we he is like kind of treated as sort of like he like incompetent throughout most of the show but then like you get up to this point where he's like in his element and right. suddenly he's like the only one who knows what he's doing everyone else mm-hmm. is just like uh uh what what's happening right. he's incompetent as a criminal yeah but yeah he's, but he's amazing doctor as town. a doctor yeah yeah he gets to save that guy's life too which is fun like that's such a trope of like a doctor undercover Sneaking through a hospital and sees someone fucking up. Like, it's in The Fugitive also. Um, and it's, it's cool to see Simon, like, in his in his element, like, really kicking butt. I didn't have uh, uh, any qualms with the, like, Simon stopping what he was doing to save a guy's life. I did hate that, like, River was the one who, ma- like, was commenting on it and, like, made him do it. Uh, anyway, I, I'm not gonna. We're, we'll do negatives I liked, later. I know. I like. I. I think that. Like. I don't think that River was was by any means my favorite part of these episodes, but um, in in uh the first one in uh hospital heist. That's not what the episode's called. Ariel. Ariel. Uh, I did like River. I felt like River started to like, uh, you know, if not, I I don't care about River showing her usefulness. I care about River becoming like a fully fleshed out character and they begin to explain a little bit as to why she is the way she is. It's still like, like they lobotomized her. Like it, it, and this is the, the manic pixie dream girl that she became. Like it is like very heavily chossed. This is the manic pixie dream girl lobe. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I did find her a bit more like like a character here as opposed to just like a I uh, actually plot device. I think what bothered me in that scene is that like, first of all, it's implied that she is as good of a doctor as Simon is. She's just like she didn't know what was wrong with the guy at all. She just knew he was going to die because she's fucking psychic. Well, we don't know that she's psychic. We do know she's psychic because Simon is like, this is where people go to get better. And River is like, not that guy. That guy's about to die. And Simon's like, no, he's got a doctor. And River is just like, he's going to die. And then Simon like looks over and like goes and solves the problem. When do we learn that River is psychic? Because I don't remember. Just because she's like, no one has come out and said River is psychic, but she is like 
regularly seen the future at this I've, point. I've been like, so I mean, maybe I missed something. I was reading all of her like cryptic comments. I was reading them as her being really smart and just perceiving things that people aren't seeing because she's so fuck because her she's so big brained, oh, but she just can't like express remember herself. Remember when like the. It was a couple episodes ago. I forget which one it was when they were trapped in that town and she like talked to the little girl who didn't talk to anyone anymore. And she like knew what had happened to her. Mm. Remember that? She talked to the mute girl. Yeah. Okay. I do remember that now that you and she knew it that, out. Like, that didn't even was, happen and, on and, 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 screen though. We just heard she, about it. Afterwards. She, she knew that the one guy was like had murdered the previous governor. Okay. You're right. Yeah. 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 That. Yeah. River psychic. So like. She did not determine that that guy was going to die because she's a good doctor and smart. She knew that that guy was going to die because she's fucking psychic. Okay. Uh, still didn't love it. That's like a better explanation, though. Mm-hmm. It was, I was like, why does like yeah. why does she think that the guy is going to die, but then Simon's no. the one who has to jump no, in she, and save him? She, she was in a wheelchair being pushed. She couldn't like look at that guy's charts. Like Simon had to go over there and like solve the problem. because I, I do agree with you, Evan, that like it would... I don't know if I don't know if it needs to be so on the nose, but it would behoove us a little bit to have somebody else on Serenity, like acknowledge that to some degree, Mm -hmm. because it has Um, just been like her being like almost like a narrator of like, oh, there's ghosts on this ship on the bushwhacked like. It it also my point still stands that like the the point of having that little bit in uh like the in the episode was to demonstrate that Simon is like a kind, good and smart and extremely competent person and if he wasn't in this crew with these people like as a fugitive, he could be literally doing anything he wants cuz he's so much better than all these other doctors. Uh I think it would have served the scene a little bit better if he had just been brushing past and like saw somebody do something wrong and like the like his his drive to help people like sort of for a moment overrode his caution and he had to like stop and save that guy maybe river could have been like no it's okay you have to you have to do that because you're a good doctor or something like that rather than river being like what what if you don't stop right now i do think it's like it's it is like kind of a, a straight we're still they are giving us nothing as as far as it goes to river and they're really like creating a lot of story around river so i do agree with you there there is some like you got you got to put that cart in front of that horse at some point or how, wherever carts go. Um, <laughs> what I what I do like about that scene is it does kind of show that, like, despite being with this group, despite kind of the the trials and tribulations and like truly being a part of this crew, Simon does like kind of still associate himself with the core world, with the alliance where he can go and say, like, these are the best hospitals in the world this is where people go to get better he can kind of like still view the core as like ultimately it wants to help people it did not work for river and obviously there are people that have been hurt by it but ultimately it wants to be good and like he still sees himself being able to return to that world at some point when all this is cleared up um, and maybe this that's like too heady of a thing to pull from this but like he is very quickly disabused that like obviously these are not some of the best doctors in the world. This person, this, this person that he just like happened to walk past 
is killing a person with the way that they are doing medicine. And I do like the like river kind of bringing him back to earth of like, no, this is not the world that you think it is. This is not a place that we're going to be able to return to. Um, that person is dying and, you know, you're going to stop them, not because you are a shiny member of the Alliance, but because you're Simon and because you you are like outside of this world. And this is really the episodes where we find out what the deal is with River. Like we have these spooky guys who are clearly going to do anything yeah. to get River back, including killing their own team because they talked to River and whatever why whatever reason they want River for, they do not want anyone to talk to her, mm-hmm. which does not look good for our crew. And then also we see her pick up a gun and without looking annihilate a room full of baddies. That was and neat. and so like we can start really putting the puzzle pieces together here. Like we've seen her do weird psychic shit before now and bushwhacked and um, the, the one with the, the kidnapped, you know, with the town, like we've seen her powers kind of slowly activating, but like these episodes are like, this is the, the river plot. Like right. whether it works for you or not, here it is. Mm-hmm. I think it's just, uh, and maybe I can speak for you, Evan here. It's just the slow drip. It's like so painfully slow when like so much of the plot has been like, She's been used as a plot device in Mm -hmm. so many ways, but like the like giving us morsels of like what is going on with her. It like there's a shelf life with that. There's there's an amount of time that you can be like, oh, well, I just don't care now. It's taking too long for you to get watching the card season three, Ronnie, because (laughs) they tried to do a river in Picard and it sucked. It sucked so bad. And like, it. you know what else? You guys are watching it like two episodes every week, which I know is actually f- faster than people watched it when it aired, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. I, mm-hmm. I was back in the yield time, so people had to watch like what, like an episode a week? Yeah, <laughs> if that. The Fox scheduling so, was bonkers. Like, it's really only been like, how many episodes is this? Six or eight? This is eight? Mm-hmm. Uh, this might be ten. Ten? Yeah. Yeah. 10 it's been like 10 episodes you know so like that i guess that is more than i yeah. thought but like i just still it's not an absurd number it's, it's i understand what they're doing i understand that like i know that the movie is largely like river centric as 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 andy you have mentioned um i just like we've talked about it before on shows like um i i, I hesitate to bring up frequency but like the 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 problem with that was like it was a procedural with no satisfaction at the end of episodes. And in this case, like I need some satisfaction. I need some questions answered. I need my investment to be paid off. Just not, not fully, but just little dividends here and there. And yeah. I don't feel I, like I I'm getting like, like got, I want. I feel like we got that these episodes. No, hmm. I like, I, I don't, I still don't think we know what's going on with river. Like I don't feel satisfied by any explanation I, that I've gotten so far. And I, they, I, fu- they fucked with their brain like that. They, they've let us know that. We knew, and now we've yeah, seen we it visualized. That, yeah. 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 But I feel like, I really do feel like the clues are all there to like solve the puzzle right now. For sure. But like, yeah. I, don't, I, I, I like now 
Like, like I, I have an unfair hindsight in that, like, yeah. I have seen the movie, like, I already know it, but, like, I, I do think if this is the first time you've watched Firefly and you've gotten to these two episodes, you can really start doing some math and probably get pretty close to the explanation. And maybe I'm this assuming is... that they were trying to, like, super soldier her. I assume that they're trying to do some kind of super, like, secret aid, like, uh, uh, what, am, what am I trying to say? Like, a sleeper, uh, like, super soldier thing with her big weird brain uh. if if these episodes had occurred two episodes ago i would i would totally agree with you andy and like this is this is where like it ought to be but like and i know all the clues like i think we can kind of start to put that together but it's like all right then like pull the mask off the scooby-doo villain like let's 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 get this show on the road because like you're you're, i don't think it's it's a huge problem it is not like what is like making these episodes not work that much for me but it is very much like with so many other characters that they have no problem fleshing out like upon a moment's Mm -hmm. notice like i'd rather spend time with them i'd just rather be with them i agree i also um like i know i'm biased against river i i comment all the time that i hate river so like this is no surprise coming from me but um i feel like they could have done a lot more to flesh her out as a person without revealing the like their big like whatever the their backstory thing, their like river is psychic thing. I feel like they could have, um, without changing too much structurally about everything else that's going on, they could have given us more about who River is as a person, besides like she's so smart. She's got a computer freaking brain. She got a she's she's better than everybody at everything. <laughs> that's her personality. Think of all the Zac Efron cameos we could have gotten. Cam- I guess it's not a cameo if it's literally your first role. But think yeah. of all the, the flashbacks we could have got with a young Zac Efron. I, 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 I want I, more of that. I, to, uh, to that point, I liked the scene with River and Kaylee like playing at the start of War yeah. Stories. I thought that was really cute. And we're like seeing her develop friendships with the crew now, which like maybe it's too little too late. But it's it's good to see her actually like being a person in these episodes. I do agree with Evan, actually, to the extent that River is actually my least favorite character also, just because I feel like she doesn't get a lot of room to be a character because she's too busy, like, saying spooky things (laughs) Mm -hmm. and having, like, her story told through the lens of how it affects her brother. But uh, I would have, I guess this is a, I don't know if this is a dislike, it's more of a comment. I would have liked if after the hospital episode and they kind of hint on this a little but don't really go lean too into it if he then started like giving her medication and she noticeably changed as a character because Mm -hmm. of that and Mm -hmm. became much more like 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 in kind of in the beginning of that episode like evan said um which like obviously it's not going to be like this immediate thing but at least I don't recall, because I haven't seen the show in a while. Maybe it, it is a little more in later episodes. I'll find out, because I'm definitely going to watch to the end of the season, <laughs> even though I don't have to. Uh, I don't recall her, like, really getting away from this kind of, like, spooky uh, <laughs> sort of witchy vibe that she has going on yeah. throughout the whole show. Until the movie what all did you like about war stories um 
I liked that we had a platonic love triangle. You never, I mean, like, there's two people in the relationship who are in a romantic relationship, but I, I like that they had some of the, like, dynamics that you see in, like, a traditional, like, ah, uh, uh, terrible, don't-want-to-watch-it love triangle plot, but the the source of the conflict is, like, the platonic relationships that people have and how they affect each other. Um, mm-hmm. And not like two dudes wanting to fuck the same woman, you know. And they really like drove that home with how awkward it is at the very end, where uh, Zoe and Mal are like joking about having sex, uh, and like they, they, like some of the lines were silly, but they did sell like how awkward that was. You were like, oh god, no, I don't want to see these people kiss. No, please. Shield my I eyes. I like that too. Yeah. I I hate a, I hate a love triangle. Me too. <laughs> and I, I like that they established character conflict between these characters, which would like you can see naturally forming there and and rolled with it without like making it more than what it is. I really like the progression in the torture scene. Um, the to- I mean the torture scene was very like. I hate to say this. The torture scene was funny. Like I I, I, I laughed and enjoyed the torture scene. Um, how they're not like really paying attention to Nishka at all. They're like just still having their interpersonal conflict. Um, but like once things get tough and like maybe they didn't mean in this progression, maybe they saw it as like straight, you know, a very like static kind of thing. I was like uncomfortable with the way that Mal was talking to Wash. But then as it like goes on, like I read it as and I think with the intention of like Mal is trying to like keep Wash riled up and keep him very like on his toes so that he does not like succumb to the torture. He does not pass out or or Mm -hmm. or whatever. Like it 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 was not as clear to me at, at the beginning that that is what was happening. And like so that like kind of revelation as Mal was like, no, no, wash, wash, listen, I'm going to sleep with your wife. Wash, I'm going to do it. Like, tell, tell me not to do it because I'm going to do it. Don't pay attention like, to this dude shoving nails under your uh, toenails. I'm right, going to fuck yeah. your wife, Wash. Right. I, I liked. Yeah, that's how I interpreted it also, yeah, yeah. is that he was like trying to get his adrenaline up so he wouldn't pass out from, from the torture. It was, or it was, like, I think that's how it's meant to yeah, be read. Yeah. It just because the see the episode begins with mm-hmm. um, Mal kind of giving Wash some like sincere shit of like, listen, like you are not my number two. Like Zoe is my number two. Don't get it twisted. Like it, like he is being very harsh and forceful with him in kind of like a captainy way. Maybe maybe a little harsher than I would have liked Mal to be to Wash, but like that kind of like naturally oozes into him being harsh with wash and then as you realize like no no this is like him being benevolent to him and like trying to help him the reveal with wash when he gets rescued by zoe and wash is like he's fucking crazy he's a goddamn maniac and zoe is like i know nishka is like a terrible man and wash is like no mal mal is crazy like mal is a (laughs) lunatic like that's a good beat Uh, i love nishka this episode like he's just a fantastic villain and um i love the bit at the end where zoe is like this is something mal has to do and mal's like absolutely not i do not need to do this myself Uh, and everyone then like fucking unloads on the the torture guy Uh, that was very funny 
I also like how I'm almost positive that I I don't know if this is a like either. This is just something I noticed. I'm almost positive in like the writing room, Niska was supposed to die at the end of this episode because they have that dramatic death scene, like that's animated oh. down the tunnel in the middle of the room. And then they just use it on the henchman, and Niska just like gets away. I, I thought it was like, weirdly we conspicuous how. Just, like, how dramatic that death was too. Uh, so it yeah, wasn't just so you. I'm almost positive that was meant for Niska, but then someone at some point down the line, like later in in the production process, was like, "No, we don't want to kill him. We want him to come back because he's crazy." So we already <laughs> animated this scene, so let's just like paint the clothes a different color or whatever. We gotta save Niska for season I, I, two. I really, like, I don't have any proof of this, but, like, I feel it. Mm-hmm. I, think <laughs> yeah, that's I, a, I think that's a very um, uh, reasonable conclusion. Because they, Cause, they don't even show him, like, escaping. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like, they just get back to the ship and they're like, shame Niska got they, away. They do show him, uh, like, Mal is beating... They show him, like, scurrying off. Mal is, like, beating like, the shit the out of him. And, fly off and then anything. the torture guy comes up behind Mal and grabs him and Niska scurries out of there. Yeah, but that's yeah. it. To you your know? point, I, like, where did he go? I had stepped away. They were on a space station. I had stepped away to like fold a, get a shirt to fold or something like that, and came back and was like, "Oh, dang! They just threw Nishka down." <laughs> I just couldn't <laughs> couldn't visualize. It. And they're like, "Hate that Nishka got away." And I was like, "Did he survive that fall? Is that what I'm supposed to read?" But no, I, it was I, a I weirdly elaborately animated yeah. death scene for a. I saw that. A, yeah, a meaningless henchman. Yeah, I, there a were a torturer. Co- there were a couple of, and I don't like, I, this is not a negative. I don't fault the show for this. A couple of like some cheesy rough animation mm-hmm. in both of these episodes where it's like, yeah. oh, they're, they're trying a thing here. They're like, can we get away with this kind of a thing? And it's like, you don't, I just don't think you need it. I just, I think, you know, you're, you're better off without it, but not, I'm not, I don't hold uh, yeah, it against they- him. I always notice like bad VFX stuff and bad mm-hmm. makeup. And I will like, you know, rib it gently. That's never what, like, you know, negatively impacts my viewing experience, yeah. though. If the if the content is good, I'm really unbothered by, it's, like, the, the, the bloody cuts looked real shitty in most of the torture scenes. Like, yeah. it was not convincing makeup at all. They had somebody, you know, they, they didn't have a big budget for that. That's fine. It's the Doctor Who excuse. Like, it's, it's yeah. if, if, if the show is good enough, if the writing is good enough, if the characters are good enough it's it is just another element to tell the story and i don't really fault it for that i loved book this episode and since we didn't have him in ariel Mm. it was nice that he came back like real strong uh he had a whole lot of uh good moments yeah in this one yeah that was yeah i i i did like him here very much the whole the whole crew like it was it was very it wasn't like, OK, well, now we're the A team. It was like everyone kind of still fulfilled their role. Kaylee was kind of helpless. Uh, Simon was like uh, trying, but there. really not competent. Yeah. Book was like, yeah, we used to shoot rabbits. And it's like, Buck, what are you what are you doing? What are you with AR rifles? What are you talking about, Book? It's the only time we get to see Jane use Vera. Mm, yeah. oh, I didn't even realize that, that, was, that was Vera. That's his very gun good. that he fucks. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the only time we see Jane use it in the whole show, and uh, he's great with it. Yeah, 
I like that some of the guns in Firefly go pew pew and make sci-fi noises and other ones, you know, make normal mm-hmm. bang bang gun noises. <laughs> it just depends on what the gun looks like, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. how vaguely sci-fi it looks. Yeah. Uh, I like that Zoe made something called uh, uh, wife soup for Wash. <laughs> wash at the very end where like the just yeah. before the the kissing scene, the, the awkward almost kissing scene. Uh, Wash is like, oh boy, wife soup. I must have done good. <laughs> Great Wash episode. Great wife guy. Only good. Uh, there were there were a couple of. Uh, I'll say that. Never mind. Talking about how like Simon gets to be really competent in the Ariel episode. Wash, as soon as he has like taken a second to breathe after being rescued, he gets into the the pilot's chair of the shuttle and is like game mode. And we, we've always seen Wash, like, you know, be super competent behind the controls of the ship. But seeing that transition of, like, PTSD, like, broken man, like, crying to, like, as soon as he sits down in the cockpit, he's, like, here. That was right. fucking great. Well, it, it it's a cool, like, moment where, like, he thinks that in order to be this peer to Zoe and Mal, he has to be tough and he has to be like really like uh have a plan and get things through and then that line that that you mentioned when he comes back from from being rescued is just like he's like oh mal's not tough or better than anyone he is just reckless and crazy and like out of like out of his mind that's what i do that's what i do when i'm flying flying serenity like it's he realizes that like the differences are not as big as they as they appear and he can tap into that and and channel that for short bursts behind a gun in the same way he can channel it behind the wheel is it negative time kim did you have any other positives you want to say um let me think do you like nishka kim Uh, do you like do you like nishka yeah i love nishka I love uh, a lot of the villains in the show. I think they're great. Um, I, I, some of them, not even like villains, just like the side characters, like I should I should say, are like great characterization because we only meet them briefly and uh, I think they're really memorable and they feel like they have their whole own thing going on. Are you a big patience head? Do you love patience? Um, well, I do actually. Like even in like the one scene where they land on that planet, and she's got like the one guy with the weird hat, you know, and they comment on it. I'm just like, what's the deal? You know, I just want to know more. Um, I enjoyed Jane. Uh, the Jane Jane Watch uh, 2023. Uh, I was I was a big Jane head last week. Uh, I was afraid uh, through the beginning of Ariel that I was gonna be. Uh, a little disappointed in Jane. Uh, not, I mean, I was disappointed in Jane, the character, but like disappointed in like the direction they were taking Jane of like, like he's, you know, a bit one note of just like in it for the money. But, um, you know, it showed some some variation there and some some, you know, growth, which I appreciate with any character. I'm glad she- I'm glad you like Jane, Ronnie, because he's my favorite character. I I am shocked. Not only am I shocked by how much I like this show, I am shocked by how much I like Jane. Talked about that a lot last week. I don't think... I think, uh, like, not to sound like a baddie, 
but I'm kind of on Jane's side throughout most of the episode, Ariel, because, like, when River, like, cuts him with that huge-ass knife, like, I if I was in his place, I'd be like, she's got to go. Yeah. Like, he, like it's her yeah, or me. He, like, this is She this is, is, in it. fact, dangerous to other people, is the <laughs> he, thing. Yeah. His point of, like, and, if that had happened to Kaylee... Yeah, everyone would have lost their yeah. goddamn minds. Mm-hmm. And, but like it happened and, to me, so no one cares. One and two. What are you gonna do if she's like, if you wake up and she's over your bed with a knife? Like, I think some of that blame goes on Mal because I think he doesn't take it as seriously because it happened to Jane, and Jane's like, you know, a toughie, and he can handle right. it or whatever. Mm. But like, clearly, like it affected him personally. And like, well, I probably wouldn't have like turned river over to the space cops because i'm not a narc like i get where he's coming from Mm -hmm. he just wants them gone i mean he wants them gone one way or the other and if he can get some scratch because of it then like bully like you know yeah homie i want river gone too i feel it (laughs) simon can stay but (laughs) i will say with the knife slash another river moment that is kind of inexplicable that just is there to like move the plot along a little bit like uh because the 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 mystery behind why River cuts Jane is so vague and it is briefly mentioned in the fucking movie, but you gotta like bring out the string and like the red yeah. you gotta bring out the cork board to like make sense of that. And all the if, all the clu- Andy, Andy, all the clues are here. I, I don't know what here. your problem if, is. If, if when we watch the movie, if I remember, I'll explain why River attacked Jane. Uh, because uh, it is, there is a reason. She wanted that I, big I, gun. She wanted. She wanted. She wanted Vera, Vera. For herself. Yeah. She wanted to fuck a gun too. Who doesn't? That's a big ass gun. <laughs> I've been assuming that a lot of Rivers' behavior is just like wackadoo stuff. Um, like I know, I know that some of it has a pattern, but um. Yeah, it is kind of conspicuous that just whatever wackadoo stuff River does is going to point the plot in a convenient direction. How handy. How good for us. My biggest gripe with these episodes is, and I, I, I don't mean this in terms of like growth or character development. We're getting a little bit bulletproof. Um, we have like if 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 I thought about the largest villains on this show it is the alliance and it is nishka like in terms of like we have to steer and and the ravagers i guess but the ravagers have largely like disappeared like from uh the narrative um i think the ravagers are x-men villains i think you mean reavers reavers whoever they are aren't the the ravagers also in guardians of the galaxy i guess they're the same crossover yeah the reavers um, same, I knew same, I knew what you meant, Ronnie. Same I couldn't. Uh, yeah, friends. Um, two two thousand one Ravagers. Uh, the Reavers uh, have largely. We had a little bit of a glimpse of like the darkness of humanity in the one in the bushwhacked episode, but largely they are like off the map. And 
God, can I just, sorry, that comment that you made for the, I listened to the episode where you guys talked about the bushwhacked episode, the comment you made about how it's like, oh, he saw darkness and then he became yeah. the darkness. Yeah. I fucking hate that too, Ronnie. That's probably my biggest gripe He had no choice but to become the evil that he saw. That's, uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like, you need to give me something more than that. Men will literally do anything to avoid going to therapy. <laughs> they will just become the darkness of space to avoid going to therapy. Um, yeah, so, so, like, in, in, um, Ariel, they come up against, like, the Alliance, like, literally, like, the, like, uh, granted, they're in a hospital, they're not, like, in a military academy or anything like that, they come up against the Alliance, where the, like, worst of the Alliance are there, and the worst of the worst of the Alliance show up, like, Rivers Handlers, or whatever they are, and in, um, you know, I think that they yada yada over why Nishka was not a huge threat in train job pretty well. I think that they to 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 the point of like prestige television and some continuity, they mentioned like what the problem was there and, and why Nishka was so pissed off at them. And like that was scary to me, like Nishka getting their hands on them is scary. And I think they do a good job of the torture. But we. I don't want to say that like somebody has to die, but like we are coming out of these like fairly unscathed. And I now got I'm, his ear back. I was man, irritated. Just, like, you were like, irritated. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do that on purpose. <laughs> I was. Yeah, I was. I was really hoping that like at, like at least that would be something that's like. Yeah, there's there's there, like, there is some semblance in moving forward that like something has been taken, even if it's just mm-hmm. Mal's ear. Something has been. Ta- I was I, I know that Jane is in future episodes because I haven't seen Jane in the hat yet. But if Jane got like blown out the airlock, that would have felt very satisfying to me of like we are moving forward and there are casualties because we are going up some of the baddest of the baddest people in this entire galaxy. But largely we're kind of just like. The hijinks, the hijinks that works when it's like a small town in, in like outs, outer rim are also working here. Bonnie and I wants just a feel, body count. I do. I truly like I, it is like the Mandalorian here where like now that we've got the chrome armor, we just nothing can stop us. And it's like I feel like with a an entourage or like an ensemble this large, somebody ought to bite it. Somebody has we need to have some like, you know, like it's coming. I'm sure. I kind of get where you're you're coming from, Ronnie. I don't think it needs to be as big as someone like getting someone kicking the bucket. Um, I do think that um, it might benefit from some more like because I don't think they had Mal continue to not have an ear necessarily because they didn't think that idea was cool so much as like practically sure, speaking. Sure. I, I was going to say implement something like that. It should have been an eye and they should have just given him an yeah, eye patch. Or just a huge scar out. kind of thing. Like yeah, something yeah, like, like yeah. I mean, I, I know patch, you don't. Eye patch is the least makeup intensive version. And, so they, yeah. And eye patch definitely adds to the swashbuckling nature of, of Mount Reynolds. So that would but have been cool. I think even without giving people like physical scars, you can kind of give them like emotional character scars going forward for the rest of the season. And like, I don't know, like, I think Wash would be kind of fucked up and Mal from being like tortured sure. to near death. And like, we don't necessarily see the like impact of that on their characters going forward from here. 
And I don't know. I just think that's like a more effective way to if to to do something have, like that without like giving have, people physical makeup. Have Wash having some therapy with Book. Yeah, I think that could yeah. have been cool. I do and, think Mal needs some physical like ailments. Like he's been near death so many times. He's been fucked up so bad so many times, but he's fine now. I have I I I want the physical ailment if only because this entire crew has been the boys at least have been dripping with man pain since they took off from from Persephone the first time like everyone has had so much emotional distress over like the past events and it's like I know that this is a lot of the same and maybe there's something there of just like this is this is what life is on the rim like this is how it goes but like I want there to be some weight I want there to just be something that like shows we did find Nishka because otherwise what is stopping Mal from landing on the other side of the planet again and being like, ah, Nishka caught us again. Like, there is no reason Mal should be anywhere near a planet where Nishka is. Like, that—that that is so heavy. Like, the, the stakes of that are just theoretically very high. But nothing is, like, coming from that. And, and not, not nothing is coming from that. But, like, I want there to be higher stakes here. Um, and, and like, as much as I liked the, the torture scene being a little like comedic in nature, it took away a little bit of like the power of Nishka for me. And as much as I liked the, like, Mal has to do this by himself. Nope. No, I don't. Like it takes away a little. And like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I want that to be different because I like the levity of those moments and I like the humor that this show has to offer, but it also has not had a problem like being dark on top of the humor it's just that the darkness is in like killing off red shirts on the alliance hospital ship um like these these big bad guys who are just like we will kill anybody within earshot of our like uh, glow stick neuralizer like that should not be an easy thing to just slink away from and i know that that like adds power to like river and Mal and them kind of linking up. But if you're going to like, you know, try and steal the cheese from the mousetrap, something ought to happen. You, you, there's there. You can only do that so many times without losing a leg or losing a cat, a crew member or something like that. And maybe this is not the time. Maybe it's a little too early, but to go back to back with like two of the scariest by their own admission, scariest folks it like takes a lot of power away from both Niska and it makes the Alliance look just a little bumbling and like they want a war. And if they are bumbling and they also want a war, it makes the like independence look kind of like lame. And maybe that is maybe that's the case. I don't know. I don't know what what, what the scope of that is, but I do think different writers uh, do uh slightly better or slightly worse jobs like balancing the humor with the serious elements. It, it yeah. definitely works a lot of the time. Occasionally, it's just meh. Sometimes it doesn't work at all. Um, I do identify I, with you, though, Ronnie, because, like, I was so mad that Thor didn't get to stay yeah. eyeless in the in the MCU. 
Uh, like, just give the guy an eye patch. It's cool. It had so much, like, narrative significance when he lost his eye. It worked so well. And then they just gave him a robot eye, and now he's back to looking normal. I, I agree. My Disney. I'm not going to argue against that because, like, I love a grizzled main character. Mm-hmm. My biggest complaint about The Witcher is that he didn't look more tired and sweaty and fucked up and scarred the whole time. <laughs> And just done with life. I'll just I'll I'll continue on on this obvious rejection. The the magical family in Encanto, they all should have lost their powers for good at the end. You know, I, I know that that's something. Yeah, I, I haven't seen this. Either. It's I don't know what you're talking it's about. pretty good if you want to deal with some generational trauma stuff. Um, but yeah, they should have uh, all lost their powers at the end. Spoiler for for Encanto. Um, but yes, I, I I agree with everybody here things that have stakes and like actually matter and not just like you know at, at least in the Encanto sense and maybe the Witcher sense like we need to preserve this kind of thing because there could be a sequel they also to, to, to continue along the Disney path Rapunzel in the Rapunzel series like they undo a lot of her character growth and like physical like transformation um yeah stakes stakes commit commit to your 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 you know your heavy stuff. That's all I ask. And I mean, as far as like the, the humor and how it kind of interrupts those emotional beats, like I totally agree. And I don't hate the like Joss Whedon esque dialogue. I know a lot of people have gone kind of sick of it, but like, I'm kind of happy that it's obviously like gone too far now, but I'm kind of happy that it kind of came around when it did, because I don't know. To me, it seems kind of like a little more realistic dialogue. You know, people aren't always talking seriously all the time. Like when I talk to my friends, we kind of say jokey, jokey things and we just kind of talk like that. That's how we are. And so to me, that dialogue is more realistic when friends are ribbing each other. What I don't like is when they do it at emotional beats that the characters are really invested in because like that's a good example of a time when in real life you would not do that and you know the viewer is in a sort of mindset where they're like emotionally invested in the stakes and what's happening and suddenly you're taking them out of that and you're taking them out of that place that you put them in and I don't know why you would do that I don't know why you would do that Joss Whedon What didn't work for Joss you, Whedon Andy? Still has Joss Whedon has some kind of chronic like can't not be funny syndrome. Like this is a thing that lots of white guys have. I think I, I was gonna know. say I think I think that's a I think that's a yeah. real life thing. People, yeah. people do have that. Not all white, not all average white guys though are in charge of TV shows. Is the thing like action scenes? Totally interrupt those with witty banter yeah. and like comedy beats. Fantastic. Even like dark humor stuff kind of like dark scenes you can interrupt with comedy sometimes if you do it right but like emotional character turning points like just let those happen men, guys it's okay men will do, just let them breathe men will do anything except go to therapy they'll write scenes where they okay. interrupt emotional growth <laughs> with humor because that's how they want life to go instead of going to therapy um my biggest negative is that inara doesn't help save mal the whole team. Oh, that's my. Pick up, that's, picks up guns. Are we getting into the bads? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been in the bads. I mean, Evan was <laughs> in the bads from the get go, baby. Um, I had a lot of nice things. You did to say, say about a couple these nice episodes. things before we you dove into So many nice things. Yeah. Um, but like, uh, something that I know Kim really hates is in Fantastic Sue Storm isn't part of the experiment to get 
superpowers. Mm-hmm. Um, fucking bullshit. It's fucking insane that you'd make a Fantastic Four movie and not have Sue Storm be part of the crew. That's nuts. Um, and like knowing that Kim was coming on this episode uh, and like seeing Inara not go arm up with everyone else, I was like, what the fuck? Um, it just reminded me of Fan Four Stick. But yeah, uh, it's yeah. bullshit. I don't like that they have to write Inara and book out during the heist episode because they don't like have a thing for them to do mm-hmm. in the plan. And again, that Inara doesn't participate in the the rescue Mal mission because I feel like she would be one of the most interesting characters to see what she would do in that situation. Because like, has she ever shot a gun? Maybe I think she probably has. She has. She's really, she knows how to shoot a gun. She has a yeah, companion like, compound bow, like ritual compound bow, in the fucking action scene in the movie. It's like this intricate, like golden ass space bow. That's and, kind of dumb. And, and she she's just like dropping reavers with it. So like, I obviously the movie comes out. Forgot about the that. movie comes out after this. Also, no one comments on it. No one is like. Nora, why the fuck do you have a bow? But like, <laughs> obviously they were like, the movie came out after this. They realized like, we got to have her like do something like cool. Give her a weapon. Um, but like, I do not get why they didn't think of some bullshit like that for this. Because Yeah, I'm not even invested in the Mal and Nora relationship. Like I could take it or leave it. But even I'm like, yeah, she should have been there. She's like, should be the most motivated person next to Zoe and maybe Wash in this instance to like want to go save. Mal. Well, it's interesting, even in the like torture scene, the first thing that like we hear out of Mal after we realize that like, oh, he's not really participating in the torture. He's more just like still doing this interpersonal conflict thing is I just don't think like uh, onboard romances are a good thing like that. That is just why I didn't want Zoe to marry you. And like through the back and forth um what uh wash comes back with like well uh you're one to talk about that because if it was like a very like we've been talking about how wash is the last good wife guy and like the, the retort he comes back with is like oh well the problem with my wife is she just wants to sleep with you i wish you had slept with her because that she's it's just that she wants to sleep with you like that's that's the big problem here and it's like that sucks wash that doesn't sound very good what i thought he was going to say is like you're one to talk about onboard romances like the tension between you and anara i'm sure you're sneaking down to your bunk all like i want like that would have been like an interesting moment to like kind of have there's no one really knows what's going on between the two of them we don't know what's going on between them and like the ship doesn't know what's going on between them which would have like required that anara do something at the end it was just like i this show has like again i also don't really care about their relationship but the show has like made me pay my investment tokens the show has made me ante up to this table and now the show is is in this episode at least kind of like no no we're not we're not doubling down we fold we fold on this one i i think that's a good idea ronnie i would have uh i think he should have said that yeah. too i think that's <laughs> there are a couple of things that wash says throughout that episode that like i think are kind of cringy yeah. i i don't get mad about it i think because i like alan tudyk right. and i think his delivery is really good and, but, I don't, and like the the 
he acknowledges at the end of the episode that he's like, that was the torture. Like, guys, I was real fucked up there. Yeah. Like, yeah. so like the the show kind of gives the character washing out for like the weird sexist stuff he says of like he didn't really mean it and right. he was just like fucked up. Like, I agree. I wish. I mean, even before the torture, when he's like, oh, she's my wife. She's supposed to like. He says, like, obey yeah. me at one point. Like, and I know he kind of says it flippantly and offhand, just like a that, list of things. And again, it's Alan Tudyk saying right. it, so it kind of comes across as that, funny comedy. Yeah, that, well, that was a good line but, of just, like, Wash, of, of Mal being like, she's honor and obey wearing your vows. And Mosh like, well, <laughs> no. But she she obeys you. Yeah, that's, that's the problem. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about here. There's that's a bay the happening problem. under my nose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alan Tudyk, you're such a lovable scamp. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. I forgot yeah. in these episodes that Alan Tudyk does not have a mustache. That was just like in the flashbacks, and I was like, "Alan Tudyk, where's this mustache? Bring that mustache back." Um, yeah, it's it's uh, these are nitpicks, and like, I I was so high on the last two episodes that like I don't think that that the fact that these didn't work for me as much of that is as much of like a. A negative as as maybe it, it comes across when i'm just like the the obvious like you know had had some gripes here um it's just it's just that it's 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 primarily the the uh you know levels of of continuity and, and where i how i want to see more there what, 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 what? Did, you, did you like out of gas that's my second favorite episode i did I did. I thought yeah, it was. A, a I, I. I mean, the the biggest problem for me was just the the humanity of man and the darkness within us all that is just, <laughs> just waiting to be unlocked by seeing one murder. That was bushwhacked. Oh no! Yeah, no. Oh, I'm out about of the one with the out of gas with the the one that's told out of order. Yeah. The cinematography on, on out of gas is just that. That is like. I remember way back in the in the the river. It's not speaking of river, but the river days. Loving like cinematography and like the cinematography in, like the 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 editing, the the transitions, like that alone. Out of gas was phenomenal. Yeah, I I loved Out of Gas. Yeah, such a banger. I like that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah and James Jamestown and, James and Out of Gas. Yeah, two like yeah, episodes great. that very much and like they stuck with the tone kind of of the thing i guess janestown jumps around a little bit because it's humorous and then a boy dies but but it's just a boy it's just some boy it's not some you boy. Know, anyone important he, he um, was gonna live the life of a mother up, he's been locked in a box he, for a couple of years we just, got, scratch. You know, we just gotta give jane a little bit more man pain just fill him <laughs> up um anything else not work for us The male gays lesbians. Thank, mm. Yes. Yeah. Didn't like that. It, the male gay. They have like three lines of dialogue, and like they were all awful somehow. Yeah, this is another one of those. I guess it was progressive for the time. I guess yeah, it was good like, to have on TV. Kissing. Good, good for you. Have a yeah. cookie, Joss Whedon. But like in in hindsight, like looking at it now, it's just like ugh. ugh. I. I will say I like that book doesn't have a comment. Like it is, it does not face book. I think that's the more important thing. Like it's not so much that Anara fucks women. It's that like, to me, it's that the preacher doesn't have a problem with it. Uh, that does not take away at all from the male gays, lesbians. Yeah. 
which sucks like it is also like it there's not really much of a point to it outside mm -hmm. of giving inara an excuse to not be in the scuffle at the end where was inara she was pulling strings to to help them escape yeah. with the the council person like it's 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 largely nothing except for like the the entire crew gets to be the audience surrogate of like ooh a lady yeah <laughs> like, I, it 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 did bother me a little bit how everybody was like ooh. it felt very self congratulatory on uh, the writers part. I I had no problem with Jane being Jane with the like I'll be in my bunk bit like I'm fine with Jane kind of being like was he uncomfortable uh, or is he gonna go jerk it. He was going to go jerk it. Go jerk okay. It. Yeah. Yeah. He's a horny. He's a horn dog. That's that's yeah. what I assumed. But I just like, wasn't. Yeah. I'm fine with that because it's Jane. What I'm not fine with is like the scenes where the women are alone and like the camera is expecting us to be doing that too. Right. Right. Like that yes, is what's weird and agree. gross. Lingering on like, the back rubs. That's. And like the stuff with Jane and the other characters being like, "Ooh," like didn't bother me at all because it felt in character. But like when they're alone together, and she's just like, "Oh, you can't be yourself around men because you know how men are." <laughs> and then she's like, "You're so beautiful." And then they kiss, and I'm like, "What is this? Who are these? Like yeah. these aren't lesbians." Jane, <laughs> Jane being a horn dog is fine with me. Kaylee, kind of like the over enthusiastic ally of like, "Oh, they look so glamorous together." Like. Sure, whatever, that works for Kaylee. Uh, yeah. Book, like, not really commenting on it. I like that. Um, Mal, I don't really like Mal's reaction, and I don't like how the camera treats them. Yeah. And, like... But it's the early 2000s, so I guess it's But also great. just give them something to do. <laughs> give them a reason. Like, it, like she was, yeah. like, on and off the ship, like, within a, 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 a half a breath. And there is so much build up to the, it's it's what the episode like begins with, and it's just like there's there's going to be a lot more happening here. Yeah, huge contrast from when she's with her male clients, like like even that one random guy who is like the son of the dude in in uh, Janestown. Mm -hmm. You know, she had like whole scenes with him where she's like helping him with his life, you know, mm -hmm. giving him advice and <laughs> giving yeah. him advice and stuff. You know, ladies don't like... need advice. Ladies got it together. They just need to, to kiss other ladies and talk about how much <laughs> men suck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just like lesbians do. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah. 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 <laughs> Disappointing. Disapp I mean, for the time, I guess, like we said, but disappointing, I think. Uh, um, you already know my my other continuous negative, which is just that I really can't stand River. Really, really don't. Really tell don't me more her. about it, Evan. Tell I don't want to talk more about it. <laughs> but yeah, I know I gave my one specific example. I found her annoying the whole time. Yeah, Sorry. I mean, River, Sorry, River continues, yeah. continues to not be my favorite. Um, yeah, and I, I um, wish the show would handle it differently. But Inara and River are constantly competing for the bottom of the barrel for me personally. Uh, I don't particularly yeah. like either of those characters. 
I don't think it's entirely Inara's fault because I mean it's like I don't think it's either of like the the character's fault obviously but <laughs> I think in Inara's defense as a character she mostly gets written out of the episodes mm-hmm. because they like mm-hmm. don't know what do to with do her. with her she's the counselor whereas Troy. like River the plot is constantly focusing around River and they just keep writing her as like this manic sort right. of character so. Yeah, River doesn't have enough agency to carry the plots that they keep putting on top of her, and um, Inara has Inara, too much agency, and her and her that what she wants to do is not be fucking here. <laughs> yeah, uh, she well, she could also like solve almost all of their problems if she was actually like sort of embedded in the crew because she's like theoretically like wealthy and has connections and like you know, is extremely competent at a lot of things. So they got to get rid of her. When I say she's the counselor, Troy, it's like the idea of, oh, we're going to put a therapist on the bridge of this spaceship uh, in Next Generation. And like, that's going to be a big deal. And it's going to show how how much humanity has come forward. But then they didn't actually know what to do with a therapist on the bridge of a fucking spaceship uh so they just didn't have her do anything because they didn't know what the fuck a therapist was doing on the bridge of this goddamn battleship and it's the same thing here they were like what if we put a prostitute a sex worker on this spaceship and we'll show how far humanity's come and that sex work is completely destigmatized and like it's no big deal they were like, oh, shit, we don't know what to do with this sex worker on this spaceship. Uh, we have, this is a we have no show. ideas what you would do with an idealized version of sex work, apparently. <laughs> yeah, so, like, so like we're just going to keep writing her out of the actual plots. Okay, thanks. Give her a I fucking compound bow. I ways bow. to, like, write her in unexpectedly, like, like... Like when they need to acquire like uniforms to get into the hospital and they just like wave it off and they're just like, oh, if you have the right connections around here, you can get anything like boom there. She's got connections here. She comes here all the time or like towards the end of the episode when things go wrong and they need like another way out or something like, I don't know. There's shit you can work with and they just like they're not bothering. They're not trying. Give give her a gold plated space compound bow. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, sure. (laughs) The only the only time that I have like really enjoyed Inara was in the Mrs. Reynolds, presumably Mrs. Reynolds or whatever the episode's called. Where Her she best kisses, episode, yeah. Where she kisses Christina Hendricks and then is like very flustered by it. It's like the only time where she is like thrown off of her game. Like all mm-hmm. of these people are constantly being shot at and like doing crimes and, and like being on the brink of death. And Inara just walks in like, how's everyone doing today? Like that is her, like she is on the CBD gummies, like 24 seven. Like she is so chill. No worries until she kisses a girl one time. Um, and that was, that was a fun thing that she did, but otherwise she's just unflappable and she should be flapped a little. Like she's, she's, she's on the, the, the crime, the USS crime enterprise. Well, any, is that it? Any, anything else? Anyone, Kim, you have any other negatives up your sleeves? No, I don't have any more negatives. All right. I said at the beginning, I, I love this show. Yeah. So I really, like, I had to really strain my brain to think of things I didn't like. Yeah, these are some banger episodes. Yeah. Uh, Kim, you have any pluggables? You want to plug anything? 
No. I hope you guys like the rest of the show, though. I hope you guys watch the next couple episodes. And Kim wants to plug the remainder like of Firefly. Firefly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, everyone should watch Firefly. You know, seriously. Like, I started watching Firefly, like, around the time I was in high school because I had run out of Star Trek. And I was searching for more shows because there was this, like, 10-year time period when no new Star Trek shows were being made for some reason. Uh, and... And so, like, I was searching around, and I was watching all sorts of little, you know, like, fucking Farscape, Babylon 5, and all this other stuff that most people haven't seen. And, like, it's fun to just find random shows that have only existed for a season and watch them and be like, hey, this is great, actually, and I love what's here. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, I could care. I do not feel like this is this is something that everybody needs. This is not Criterion Collection kind of thing. But... It is. I I do feel I don't feel like this is like a bad thing to watch. I think you will enjoy it probably. Mm -hmm. And it's and it's fun times for the most part. There's some neat stuff in there. Yeah. I think if you like sci fi, you'll love it because it's it's different than most other sci fi I've seen. It straddles this nice edge of being science fiction, but not being too science fiction. Everything seems like they just got to space and are figuring their shit out. And that's fun. Not a lot of sci-fi is like in that middle ground. Yeah, I think you can see a lot of uh, the influences uh, across sci-fi today and, and, and also like, you know, Westerns and, 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 you know, not Western specifically, but like it is it is inspired a lot of that like cross genre kind of thing. Mm hmm. Uh, anything, anything, any, anything that y'all want to plug? Uh, where they may may, uh, stuff on the Patreon, good neighbors. Uh, yeah. Maybe someday Force Friends will come back. Maybe. I also really gotta take a shit, this? so just like, let's wrap this up. <laughs> I was going to say, don't you guys do this at the end of every episode? Oh, I feel with, like you should have with, like just an MP4 that Ronnie can just insert at the end with your plugs. Kim, are you trying you to make more it? work for me, Kim? Are you trying to create more <laughs> editing work for me, Kim? No, thank you. Well, I'm just saying. Uh, we are part of the Where They May Radio Network. You can go to wherethemay.com and check out the other shows on the network. And check out our merch, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash WTM Radio. As Annie mentioned, it is Where They May May. There is just so much content going up in may i am doing a great job if i could pat myself on the back you are uh, ronnie you're just pumping out these little podcasts little podcasts little outtake reels little uh everything everything and some of it's free some of uh, i'm i'm it, everything must go on the patreon <laughs> these deals are so wow. wild and wild oh, the content must be consumed <laughs> if the content uh, is on the Patreon and no one is there to hear it. Does it make a sound? Uh, it it does. In fact, I can assure you these MP3s work. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, that's it. Uh, go to wherethemade.com and check out all the cool stuff. Um, also on Instagram at where they may on Instagram. We're doing a lot of stuff there. Uh, Andy, how do how do we end, end these episodes? We are doing Firefly temporarily, and then after that, we're never doing it again. Yep. Until it comes back. Where They May Radio.